welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. What's the news, mate? News are freezing. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Welcome to the Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> it's really chilly, isn't it? And it's it? colder in my house than it is outside. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's got high ceilings. Get a nice old house and do it up, mate. That's what you need. Yeah. And then run out of money to do it up. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, it's uh, funny. Yeah, big houses. Do you yeah, ever no, wish it's, you were really a... practical? I used to get these texts when I first moved here. I think it's because I'm a northerner and people down here are a bit prejudiced about that sort of thing sometimes. And um, I did this, um, some gig rowing. You know what that is? Gig racing. Yeah. It's very Cornish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Cornish. And one of the guys in the boat just for some reason assumed I was a, a builder, I think. And um, I sort of explained a few times I wasn't. I wish I was because life would be much easier <laughs> um, and I'd be able to do the things I need to do occasionally to make myself look both manly and uh, useful around the place. Um, and I still sometimes get these texts saying, I, you know, James has given me your number. I need a quote doing for <laughs> like a new conservatory or a patio and I have to sort of text back because I'm really sorry but I'm not able to do that sort of work <laughs> it's really funny. oh he's northern so he must be he able must to do... be he must do something like that <laughs> he must do that he's good with his hands that lad oh, that's really funny oh, yeah no I'm terrible at DIY I'm absolutely shocking my wife Al is is so much better than I am uh I can't I I mean nail hammer it, it, that's that's about as far as it goes. Um, Good with a fin screw. I, I can do a fin. I can do a fin screw. Well, interestingly, <laughs> this is where it gets quite funny because my my mother-in-law is always pointing this out that whenever it comes to like board fixing and sorting fins and getting that sorted and this sorted put together, I'm actually quite good. <laughs> because I suddenly get good because I'm motivated. But when it's like stuff on the house, I'm like, well. Just get someone else to do it. And they'll do it a lot better. Well, that's the thing. Better I, and quicker, and it won't break. I enjoy it. But you enjoy it. That's about it. It's mindful. all about enjoyment. It's all about enjoyment. You know, mindful, mindful-wise, because if, if, if you don't have to do things for a living, often they're enjoyable, right? Yeah. But it is the kind of, speaks to the themes of practice we talk about. If you practice for 10,000 hours at building a, you know, a stud wall or putting a, uh, uh, some brickwork up, you're going to be pretty good at it if you've done it for not very many hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a kook builder. Kook builder, yeah. If you can call it that. So, you know, you, it's all about... Pr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there, that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, we, we went off on a we, tangent there, didn't we? We, we, wanted, we wanted to strip away this idea of setting goals. Uh, however... Um, Everyone, I think all humans, really, if, you, if you're being honest enough, would say that you get to the new year and you sort of have a refresh on what you value, um, what you're interested in, what you want to achieve, and so on. And um, there was one thing I really wanted to share on today's show. It was something I, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to put in, so putting it in right away. Um, and it was a thought I had, and I was watching a video by... Um, who's the chap that does, he's not, he's got a Northern accent. He's got that something wisdom show. He's very popular. He's on, he's on Chris. Thank you. Williams. Chris Williams. Son? Maybe. Yeah. Really Chris good Williams. guy. Really good guy. Really cool. He's been on Joe Rogan. Um, he does the Aubrey Marcus 
type stuff. They're, he's in that circle, that People Austin. Like the, he's, he's a British Joe Rogan. He's, he is a British Joe Rogan. That's right. And he's got the second best podcast, or sorry, second largest podcast after the Mindful Surfer. <laughs> three, three million listeners a month. And we, 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 we're just we're pipping him. Three million and one. <laughs> and the one is Kelly. <laughs> that, that last one is Kelly. And Kelly doesn't like his show. Ke- Kelly, I think Kelly listens to it three, three times a month. You know that? You look at the, the listens of, you can see people's name. No, you can't imagine. Um, but I, I was watching him talk about how irrelevant goal setting is. And because of course we know that goal setting has these big flaws, especially around this time of year, because we see all these big goals and they seem really fun to do at the time really inspirational, really, really motivational, get us really going. And then you get into the journey and you realise that actually when you come back down to earth, uh, life day to day, achieving your, let's say, goal is something that kind of doesn't also really exist because it is just, there is no destination. Here he goes. Liam's got it up now. What's his name? Chris Williamson. Okay, he's Chris Williamson. Well done. So really worth checking out that podcast, by the way. Very, very cool guy. Um, and and, and it's, it's to say that what it does is goals can overwhelm us. Because if we, let's say we set a goal, okay, well, I want to do a two-week surf trip this year, or I want to um, get rid of my back pain this year for surfing, or whatever it might be around surfing. You want to set a surf-related goal, fine, great. Which will also relate to, you know, your business goals, your relationship goals, everything. Because really, let's be honest, any surfing goal you have has to spin off of all your other goals, really. And let's say something happens along the path that interrupts it. There's a barrier. I think what happens to a lot of people is they then go, oh, fuck it. And they throw in the towel and they, they get sort of disheartened, which is, which is completely normal. We, human nature is that we, if we ever encounter an obstacle on our path to surfing uh, nirvana, should we call it, um, we question the path and we wonder why. Why is this happening now? And the funny thing is, is of course, the universe has a kindness in the design. So the universe is always trying to help you, except what humans do is they sort of, assume that it's not being helpful, it's that it's that it's helpless and it's making them feel helpless, that they can't do anything. Well, yeah, you can't do anything. There's no way you can or we can do anything except trust in the universe. So if we actually look at those those brilliant quotes and, and, and speeches by people like Steve Jobs, remember his one he did for Stanford University? Yeah. I always remember that one because he talks about, there's this one bit he comes to where he talks about the dots. And it's so cool for all of us to, to relate to because in all of our lives, whenever we've really sort of achieved anything or got anywhere in life or, or made things happen, it's, it, never, it never went the way we thought it was. And that's what's so interesting. In the dots, we can't join them up as they're being joined up. We can only join them up when we look back. Well, that's why well, that's I always talk about the past being a safe place. That's why mm. people are so nostalgic because it's certain. It's all we, done. We, we, it happened. Although it is often our interpretation of the past rather than what actually happened. I know. Um, even though we kind of think it, it is actual. Um, but you're right. And, and to that kind of theme comes in, uh, you know, and actually Ryan Holiday does this well, mm-hmm. uh, who, who, who talks Another a lot about... Another podcast worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. T- talks, talks a lot about stoic. You know, he's a, he's a real like stoic nut. And, uh, and and fo- and and studied the lives and the philosophies of the Stoics, um, but he wrote a book called "The Obstacle Is the Way," a, a, on a kind of a, along those themes to say, you know, sometimes the thing that is your biggest challenge and looks like it's blocking the path is the thing that gets you to this destination in the end, where you then look back and say, because I because I took that challenge, um, 
And that relates to all aspects, particularly surfing, doesn't it? You know, the obstacle might be fear, could be big waves, could be where you live. Um, but sometimes that's the path. Injuries. Injuries that you mm -hmm. need to take. Work, you know, that's the mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what's been holding me back in, the in, you know, 2023, certainly to the run into the end of the year, was a real blocker. That was an obstacle to my surfing. And challenges all of your thoughts because one of the reasons for... Uh, this whole uh, kind of the path, if, if you want to use that cliche, was to surf more. And so you then have to say, well, what am I doing? What serves it serves me well? And what is this obstacle part of that, you know, journey of uh, surf discovery? You know, I don't need some soft music and some sort of X, that X Factor theme tune here, but it's <laughs> like, you know, what path, what obstacle is blocking this path to surfing enlightenment? Uh, and like you say, when you look back, you can sometimes say, oh, yeah. Now, whether that's the human mind trying to rationalize itself and say, mm -hmm. of course it was this. And they kind of, you, we all build that story around every situation. But, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you have to, and I'm, this is, I'm absolutely now uh, doing live therapy for myself here, uh, face down and accept really mm -hmm. those things that roll in front of you and the, inevitably on your route through life. It's all a struggle, isn't it? Especially the surfing one. It's so truly. And it comes back to beliefs because if you're sort of writing down all the beliefs you have around surfing and your life, uh, take a look at them. It's kind of a very interesting exercise to do. A real thought experiment is just to write down all the beliefs that you have around surfing. Um, but you're right. And some will serve you, some will serve you. Like some will keep you safe sometimes. Some will make things really effective. Um, some will make things uh, really joyous. That some of the, a lot of the beliefs will serve you really, really well. You'll look at some of them and also go, "Hmm, that's interesting. That I do have a strong belief in that way. And why is that? Because actually, that doesn't energize me. That keeps me stuck where I am. And could I think differently? Well, yeah, of course you could, because you could raise your awareness of why you're believing that way. And often the reason why you believe in that way is because of conditioning, but. It's character, it's, it's ego, it's the past. It's all these things added together. But you look at it from a different angle, and this is Joe Dispenza, you know, you are no one, nowhere, and no time. If you start to meditate, really, is what it is, and be more present in life, and become free from mind, you are creating a new future. Because you have, we have no idea what our future could be, what, what it could be, and that's that really big word. I love that word, it's a very exciting word. What could it be? Well, poof. <laughs> You can make well, it what you want it to be. Because your mind is a crazy fucker often, you know, in terms of y your thoughts can torment you. And, you know, I was going to ask you about New Year's resolutions as well. And to that exact point, you know, do we make them? Do we not make them? Because you you can set yourself up for an expectation, you know, rather than it being a, I, I try and do now just but what habits do I want to form rather than um what what unrealistic list of ambitions do I want to write down so that I can feel bad about myself and so that my mind can give me an even harder time about what I what I'm not doing what what other people are doing more than me comparing but you know I say me us all were tormented by that to a certain degree some more than others um, and that that's the thing about that Michael Singer book that we were talking about you know the untethered soul which is a really great great book. Uh, for, for people who want to explore that kind of, you know, here and now um, philosophy of what, who, who am I as much as anything, you know, knowing yourself is a good starting point in all of this. And 
you can sort of draw a line right to this and surfing is that your mind will tell you things about your surfing if you let it that is completely not the case both good and bad but when it's the bad stuff like if you do something where you think oh god i can't believe i surf so badly who thinks you surf badly it's your mind often you know and and it's it's always trying to sort of uh make you some sometimes you can help you get better but other times it's a sort of incessant critique of what you are doing and what you're achieving and um you know michael singer says if you had a if you if you, if you imagine that your mind is a friend of yours and you put the uh words of your thoughts in the mouth of one of your friends you wouldn't be friends for much longer because of this like constant chipping away mm-hmm. at the things you, you know, he says very much, you know, put that person sitting next to you on a sofa and all of the things that it's just said about you. So <laughs> we live with really this good. all the time mm-hmm. and we wouldn't accept that in a, in another human saying it, but we're very happy to entertain the internal critique uh, that is, that, that is of ourselves by our own minds. Really <laughs> it's good. wild. I like that. That's really, that's a great thought experiment to do. You know, it's this thing where, um, you know, we, we go, we go around the houses on how our minds operate around surf. And I think it's because we, we care, obviously you're listening to the show because you surf and you inevitably therefore care about it. Um, and it's a really delicate balance in life to, you know, to, to care about something greatly and expose yourself vulnerably to uh, the journey of really of, of admitting, yeah, yeah, I really, I care about that activity, I, and I care about everything that comes into that activity. I like the, all the habits that go around it, whilst at the same time simultaneously try your absolute damnedest to be mindful enough to notice when you're caring too much, and when you get drawn in, and you get drawn in too heavily, and it's really intriguing. Like I went for a surf the other day, good example, and I got to the beach. Uh, where I was going to surf and it suddenly got really crowded and it was an interesting example of caring enough but not too much like I I or not too little exactly and I I, I looked at it and sort of thought okay I actually really care about what I value in surfing which is to freely paddle around and get a good workout and be in nature and have a bit of space. Not like un- completely and utterly uncrowded and deserted. I, I, I would not expect that necessarily unless I lived in somewhere like Canada or whatever. Like we got to be realistic, right? But it's this thing where um, I looked at it and I was like, I actually care too much about what I value in surfing to, to deal with this right now. So I just went to another beach, another beach that I knew would be worse for waves nowhere near as as clean and as powerful and had a really good time it was great got in had a great time and that was a nice example i think there's so many crossroads at surfers as we as we as we we navigate through life that we come to around foods around relationships around decisions with money around um habits even just even bedtime what we digest on social media everything all of it affects your surfing every single one of every single one of those those habits it does and what's amazing in in this society that we find ourselves in this simulation if you want to call it that uh this world is that some of the things we're told not to take seriously compared with some of the things we're told to take seriously are so much better for your overall human well-being so surfing being 
the num the numero uno. And I probably would go right back to the beginning of the recording, even like first two or three episodes of this, um, back in like 1970 or something when we started. <laughs> uh, and then you, you you look at this kind of context and of of what you should, and that's the big word, isn't it? What you should uh, position as important. And of course, there's the basics that you need to you know as a as a as a, as a, as a human provide for yourself. But you know, what do we place emphasis on? in terms of what you should care about. And we tell, uh, we, this is society, will tell you to care most about things that can be completely meaningless and benefit other people rather than you. Could be work, that, for example. So you should take more seriously your position, your status as whatever you do. Then you should take the play and frivolity and self-care that surfing might bring. Even though that may be ultimately detrimental to your health, it may be ultimately detrimental to your mind and body and spirit, um, all because it is, from a status perspective, more important. Mm. Not from any kind of... And, in, and almost, you can flip that on its head. Anything that is good for you is, is generally seen as not important, play, mm -hmm. messing about, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And anything that is uh, maybe not good for you, apart from maybe a paycheck, which is, you know, there's a, there's a whole new, sh there's a whole show on that, you know, rights and wrongs of it, is seen as extremely, extremely serious and extremely important. You should take that seriously mm -hmm. and not your pursuit of happiness, really. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. I think it's because we exist in the West. If you get people in Eastern cultures on these kind of conversations, it's just normal to seek wellness, happiness, laughter, smiling, well, connection, family, health, exercise, outdoors, like the things that really matter. Like, well, a lot of so us have traveled. We've seen that, right? You've of seen course. the patronizing. I'd like, hopefully, I'm not falling into this trap, but you go on trips and you travel to, as you and I have done, you know, Africa or Indo or not surfing always, but, mm. you, you know, but partic particularly when you visit places that there's a superiority complex of Western tourists to mm. these areas. This is going back a few years. And the comment that always stuck with me was this surprise uh, of people saying, but these are, they look so happy and they've got nothing. And I was like, <laughs> maybe they've got everything. Yeah, well, it's just so, it's just so bad. Which is why they're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, they're not, they're yeah, not yeah. lacking anything. But it was this idea that well, they don't have mm. fill in whatever material mm -hmm. possession mm -hmm. that you may feel is your route to happiness. Mm -hmm. And I always found that a curious mm. point to ponder that there was a sort of a lack of awareness to really interrogate the reasons that it was a surprise that people yeah. were happy yeah. without all of the yeah. trappings rather than a realization that maybe that was the root of their happiness. So, so truly. And you think about how people feel this is the other thing I wanted to raise today um, around goals, going right back to the beginning of that thread. And I had this thought and I, I, it was, okay, well, you know, how do we want to feel? How do I want to feel in 2024? It's a, it's a really interesting way of setting a goal. Um, yeah. Yes, I've got specifics within that, you know, specifically feel good about this and feel good about that and feel calm about so on. But actually, is it really about 
what's happening? Or is it just how you feel? And it's, re- it's a really interesting thing to do. You actually just think about it for a second. So you say, right, well, let's see if we can play some, some, some maths here, some surf happiness maths. Of 2023, how many emotions of frustration and emotions of calm, emotions of, you know, just add up all these different feelings you might have in a year. Uh, so add them up throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month. And then into 2024, you say, right, well, in 2024, could I be calmer? Could I be happier? You know, all these it's little, the urge, you know, how many times in my year can I, be, can I be feeling joyous? Can I be feeling excited? Can I be feeling um, inspired? Can I be feeling motivated and so on and so forth? And you go, right, well, okay, I, I, yeah, I get that. I want to feel all those things. How do I get to there? Well, that is awareness. Because you'll have a mind. Now, this is a, this is a brilliant Buddha quote. This is this comes back to the teaching of mindfulness itself. Like re- really sums up the show in so many ways. But it's this thing where, where Buddha once said, um, "I do not meditate to have more joy, happiness, and peace in my life. But I've meditated enough that I've removed anxiety, frustration, and depression enough from my life. The happiness and joy." and peace are just my default setting. So it's a really interesting thing when you just get out of your own way and you get out of the way of the way the mind works at times, it goes down rabbit holes and it paints black and white pictures and it does it does the same things that didn't serve it in the first place that connected to the body. Like you might lean towards the fridge and the hand might be doing the thing like grabbing the, the beer or the chocolate biscuits when you actually you consciously weren't doing it. Your body was doing it for you. So you think about, well, what actually does change the, the way we feel? Well, it's, it's, of course, it's food. It's the quality of your breathing. It's bedtimes. It's it's the conversations you have in relationships. It's little tiny things. It's things that no one sees. No one really knows about. It's fascinating that. I find that so interesting. We don't really know how anyone feels. Like you could look at this, what's great about our show. You know, we talk about people like Kelly Slater. How does Kelly feel? We have no idea. Well, that's- Yeah, the, his Instagram looks good. That, that, <laughs> that, that's the point. The we way. have no fucking idea how happy someone is. Nobody can assess that no? other than the person themselves. Yeah, only you know, yeah. When you put your pants on in the morning. Yeah. So, when you put your wetsuit on, that, that, it, it's you, isn't it? It's it's you and you alone. And, 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 and it's not to make people, <clears throat> because we are a community of, of, of this, but ultimately- you, no one's doing any of this for you. That's why the re- re- returning theme, when I have to remind myself of this as well, Will, is that you go, I, what, what bits me, you know, really look at yourself and say, and I'm on my own in this kind of, but you're not on your own. I'm, but you have to strip yourself back because nobody else can come and fix you or do the things you you they can help guide you but you have to be the one that takes that on and makes those decisions yourself and to that point about the the assumption that somebody's either happy or unhappy because of the things that they do the person they are or the things that they've got is another crazy aspect of being human seemingly because who knows you don't know uh, one person's joy as much as you don't know one person's suffering really internally and the person that looks deeply uh miserable might actually be a very content human being because they've got themselves dialed Mm -hmm. and the person that is full of life and joy might be deeply uh unhappy and inside so you've got this kind of bizarre thing especially in the social media age where 
you're forced into making judgments based on a snapshot of somebody's existence. It's like a mm. tiny little window, often curated, to make that life look brilliant. So true. And if you if you if you become too absorbed in it, it will only serve to make your life feel uh, inadequate because you're mm. channeling your whole vision of whether you surf well or what through an eye through comparative yeah. eyes and and that that happens in surfing like you, you imagine what is the number one comparison surfers make it's is with other surfers around you know water warmth power you know wave power how clean it is how good it is how uncrowded it is so on and so forth yeah and um the reality of actually being those surfers that you see putting on their board shorts putting on their wetsuit you know zipping up their chest zip you know putting putting the uh, the hood over their ears whatever it might be waxing up that board is that you just you just don't know who's who's holding that piece of wax how are they feeling like how how are their relationships and actually just 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 whilst whilst on that um there's this great book that I'm reading called Outlive which I think you've mentioned before Peter Atier, yeah. Peter Atier. and we talk about longevity and and we talk about longevity as surfers and what does it mean to have longevity as a surfer well you know it's it's balance it's it's not just the hedonism of surfing. You know, what good is it having this amazing surf that you just had if 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 when you then get back on land, it's pure chaos? So there's a lot that goes into it, this surfing life. And I think what's what, what I really hope that you get from this show is is Liam and I's, your and I's, you, you, dude, our passion for the nuance. Because it isn't just black and white. It's not just as it is. It's not how it seems. It's Absolutely. There's so much more that goes underneath. So I want... Absolutely. I want you in in this year to focus on how you want to feel, and it's that thing where okay, you could say to yourself, right, well, great, well, you know, maybe I want to surf a hundred times more. You know, I want to surf like let's say fifty times more than I did the previous year. Great, good goal. But how do you want to feel when you surf in those extra fifty surfs? Like how how do you want to perform? Are you going to take care of your stretching this year so that when you get on that wave, it's even more fun? Are you going to when you get into the water have have been um, to bed earlier so that you've got even more freshness and aliveness in the surf. Like it's those little tiny, tiny things that make up you of, of habit, of taking care of body and of mind Completely. that will, will add to quality in what you do. Because listen, we, we, I think we'd all agree on this. Like I'd rather have two fantastic surfs a month, like yeah. amazing ones where I felt amazing. I felt connected. I felt grounded. I felt strong. I felt balanced everything I wanted to be than, than let's say 10, 15, 20, where, it, it, you know, I felt a bit frustrated. I was getting pissed off with the crowd. I felt, I felt stiff. I felt yeah. a bit overweight, whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's quality. It's quality. And it's, you know, we're in the new year's first show of 2024. It's like resolutions, new year, new mm. year. And it's good to have ambition and it's great to have goals. Goals are great, right? Especially when it's surfing goals. I still got them for the year. I want to, you know, want to do things, but it can't be, it's got to be in the context of what we're talking about, forming good habits. Um, a bit like, you, you know, good sports managers might be be desperate. Their, their intention is to win the title. They're visualizing that they're going to win the competition that they're in. But what do they do? They just take every single game on its own merits and they win. They go to win every game. And so you could take every surf on its individual merits. It might be that your goal is to perform a better cutback or it might be to surf somewhere overseas or it might, you know, whatever it is. And you can work towards those things. But 
don't be burdened by the need to absolutely nail that in, in, in so far as it ruins every day that you so don't true. do something like that. So just good habits and, and, and working towards something that's achievable, but helps you get better than yourself, you know, incrementally. And then you, mm. you know, the gains are over time are astronomical. So, it, it, one of my ambitions for this year is to surf some different waves and waves that might be a bit warmer and you know exploring the, our, our beautiful globe that we have and maybe a little bit more, who knows. Um, but what I find so interesting, I can look back at all my surf trips over many years, is that there's just as much, if not more, happiness in firstly the anticipation and the build up to something, looking forward to something, having something in the calendar that, that gives you a direction gives you motivation, gives you purpose in your interim before the trip. That's the first thing. And the second thing is when you then tell the stories with the years that follow those trips about this and about that and you reminisce. The actual trip itself, it's, it's very, I find human life so, it's having a mind and a body. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you listen to this now, who doesn't want to be bottom turning over coral reef and coming up into the lip and it just, winding up and it be uncrowded and you suddenly it's just you and your mates and it's i mean it's just yeah it's it, hedonism obviously it is and it's not but, but it's there's not, way more that goes into that it's not it's not if you set too high an expectation you, you can only be disappointed yep. um so uh and that's sometimes what that kind of but because the build-up is the anticipation yeah. and the you're getting that sort of dopamine from the excitement of oh tomorrow correct. tomorrow i'm going to surf pipeline and that would be the last day of my life if i ever did it <laughs> uh, but the excitement about the, the whatever trip you're planning or whatever event you're going to do is often more especially if you've loaded up the end point with expectation and and that's why sometimes the best moments are those unexpected moments. oh they always are like what, what was your best surf of the year well you, you might have been sat on a summer beach with your foamy just because you, you're just having and the waves come in and the, and you just think I'm just going to paddle out bodies summer break and you you might surf the best and have the best yep. and actually of 2023 if we look back and say what were the best surfs of that year those were the ones for me mm -hmm. where it was just oh I'm down I'm here I've got the board oh might as well just get in <laughs> it's and, uh, so true they were epic so it, it, it's how you're vibrating I think your your whole frequency is just presence peace there's no build like I think we we affect our surfs so much without realising and listen let's be kind to ourselves because we're only human we care about surfing we get so het up we get this kind of froth we all talk about it don't we the, the sort of pre, pre surf frothing at the mouth like we get so excited that spills over call it stress call it anxiety expectation there's loads going on before surf it's what we're going to try and work on in this next 30 40 50 years it's just all of us work on this little pre-surf thing because i swear that's that's going to still be a work on for us all for years so to come much, yeah. that that how's your breathing before the surf how's your hydration before the surf you don't have you done any mobility have you done anything to just ground yourself um have you actually consciously chosen to go in the spot you're about to go in at or are you, or are you doing it out of just habit, like just have a little moment, just like, okay, well, actually maybe I could go in there or, and be curious to other spots, even ones that are like half a mile down around the corner or whatever it might be, you know, it's just, just keep that mind sharp. Um, on trips, however, I am going to Tenerife in two weeks, two, two and a half weeks. When I booked it, I was like, mm, it's a good time to book a trip. And it was back in August I booked it way in advance. So I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. And then it starts coming around 
you're like, oh, January, nice time to go. It is when it's freezing here. And I find that I find that, that place so interesting. When you go to the Canaries, I'm sure if anyone's listened to this, they've been to the Canaries before, they will empathise with the, the crowd that you get there. It's quite intense. Um, you can find uncrowded ways like you can anywhere in the world. There might be lesser quality. Of course, that, that, that's what you tend to get. But if you go for the slightly more quality waves, it's, it's you know, the locals can be a bit... Um, but I do find it so interesting when you go there that if you just bring a certain mindset, one that's happy to sit on the inside take a few on the head, but get the slightly smaller ones and the, and, and clean, sort of grovel on those insiders, which can still be like the, the best wave of your year. Still amazing waves. My ideal. Yeah, exactly. Um, then you can still get loads out of the canaries. It's probably our warmest location for winter, I'd say, in terms of like close proximity, isn't it? But we've had friends just, uh, get back from Morocco saying it was really, really good. And you can explore loads of surf further down the coast there. The further down you go, the more uncrowded it gets, obviously. Um, and that was Rory actually so big shout out to Rory he's been ripping lately I've been surfing with him a couple of times recently it's just incredible the performance he's putting into his surfing um, but Luke, dude where, where would you want to go come on if you could choose anywhere anywhere in the world oh, well uh, you know it's interesting I, I well, would you could go with family <coughs> with you, fam if, 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 and just chill I think I'd go and have a look because I've never surfed the Maldives yeah and I would like to go and have a go at that I see a lot of people we spoke to a few people about uh, doing some trips there uh, which was great um, so I'd like that as a new mm. horizon for, for me to, to surf um, I'd love to go back to Indo and surf yeah. that now rather than uh, when I was a sort of uber kook um, and I, I say that more with a those waves were so good. I'd like to go and have a go and, and, and sort of, so that's where I would go. But you're right. The Canaries are great. Um, yep. There's a place I'll tell you, I, you know, that I really enjoyed in Tenerife. That was my last overseas holiday, I think. God knows how long ago. Um, and uh, some really, I, I, I love that place actually. Once you get into the right spots, it's good because it's only four hours away on a plane. It's four hours. It's, it's a short, tr- short hop. Really. You can do it for a short trip and no, it's good. And, and we, I'll go there with, with, with my wife and it's, God, it's it's just we, we we leave the kids at home with the grandparents, um, and it's it's a really good one for our relationship too, which again supports everything that you do in in oh, business, completely. in surf, in in yeah. everything else. Because it it, let's be honest, it is relationships that is the is the yin to the yang of surfing. Yeah. You know, without that yin, what what is your surfing at that point? Mm. And that's why having relationship goals is, is is and ambitions is a brilliant one to have. Just for your own, just just for your life, not how it just affects your surfing. But we can't also deny that as surfers, kind of everything that we have and do in our lives is going to affect it. So why not help? Yes. Us, why not? Why not make it a positive effect? So if your relationships are going well, then yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have a knock on effect in, in everything that you that you do. So we, we we do really love that, and I and I do have friends sometimes who don't do, dial in the grandparent thing, and that's fine. But I think it's um. It's a nice one. I don't say I advise, you know, offer unsolicited advice on the show, but g- gently nudge people in that direction if they can get it. If you have, if you've had kids, because soon as kids arrive, if you haven't had them yet, as you well know, Liam, obviously, it does shift everything. Um, having a bit of help, a bit of assistance, is, is is a bit of a blessing. It's massive. The 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 change. It's 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 brilliant. I yeah. would advise everybody yeah. to 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 have a family. It's a good thing if that's what you want to do and the direction you want to go in. But um, it definitely changes your surfing life uh, at different stages, like we talked yep. about, right? So when they're little, it restricts you. Got more. You you've got responsibility for them. You can't get away as much. 
And then when they get bigger, like mine are and older, they're competing for time to surf. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I'm so dropping in uh, on my uh, son uh, one day. Yeah, and you know, mine are all on different craft. They because I they they've almost rejected surfing to know they they do surf, but they they prefer other things. Um, and so I've either got one sort of belly border kind of getting barreled at like half a foot and sort of nicking my waves, uh, or my eldest who sort of messes about on his sort of um, race board like a sort of ra- racing surf life saving board. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like paddle boarders. They're catching, but, they're catching waves from way out the back. It must be nice being out with them. What's that like? Well, because I've never had that. It's really interesting to... Well, you kind of go to places and I, I, you, know, you still have your fatherly... Oh, I've got to keep it. Keep well, do you, you keep, keep a little watch? You do, keep do you a keep watch a little watch? Because you keep watching your mates, right? As well, yeah, right? Yeah, when of, course you go you, of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I have to re- realise as they get bigger and stronger that they're actually keeping an eye... Like my eldest is keeping an eye on me. Yeah, that's right. Because I we we were out of Fistroy, it's not a seat, so you know, and it was night, a good good surf and good and and I was it was punchier, and I thought, well, I could keep an eye on him, you know, is he going to be all right? And I realised he's worried about me getting sort of worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, he could out paddle dad easily, easily, easy swim, peasy. paddle, yeah, 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 but, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's but it's it definitely changes the dynamic. But you you certainly it certainly in, stops you just going, I'm the booker plane and goes no, no no that's it not least this is the thing this is th- we should do like a financial show for surfers if you have kids and they're at school and you want to go away away like somewhere warm the prices are 50 60 percent more expensive yep. outside so if you haven't got got kids and you, and you surf i would get away every single time the schools are back yep because it's so much cheaper and it's quiet that's the other downside to surfing with kids. You're surfing in holiday times. Yeah. And it's nice gnarly <laughs> on the crowd. Factor. So Liam, Liam's now gone in full circle. He's going, oh yeah, have kids. Yeah, it's good for you. Sir. It's nice. It's yeah. great. And then come back to, it's shit <laughs> yeah. for your surfing. <laughs> no, it, actually, I, I found it to be, um, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slight shift in terms of when you're in the sea, Oh yeah, especially on a weekend. Oh no, I'll get back now. Where I didn't used to have that. Now and I, I know most of my friends hearing this me say this now, going, "Really? You were in for you, two hours, Will? You have a pretty good. Uh, you got it pretty. Up. You probably got pretty well set up. Your 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 mum's involved loads. Al doesn't mind having the kids all the time. So I know I do. I do it pretty sweet. But what's so different about that Tenerife trip coming up is I do just relax into it and just sit in the water like, well, fuck it, another half an hour. I'll get another. I'll, I'll stay in a bit more. Like if it's going really, really well, just stay in, and it's a nice feeling. But I think when you're young, when you're like 20 years old, and you're in Indo, and you're just—I mean, I've had those trips. Yeah, and I've I had like six-hour sessions, and then well, that's why I got well, sunstroke in Bali. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, ah, stay in, and then forgetting it's during five degrees. So night sweats. Oh my god, uh, I'm still here though. You are still here, Liam. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, what an intro. Hey. Ooh, welcome back. We're back in 2024. 2024. That's the future, isn't it? I like it. I like that it's an even number. Yeah. I've got a real low CD about even numbers. And that's strange. Yeah. When I'm doing the volume on the TV, got to have like 20, 22, 24. I can't have. Someone goes 21. Well, <gasps> quick, get the, get the control. So, so, well, so. Well, here we are saying, talk about resolution, but setting the intention that for all of our listeners and the Mindful Surfer crew and us, 2024 is a great surf year. Yep. Surf. Let's surf. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy it. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. 
If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Segment number two, a bit of mindfulness. Take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. And take another breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. And another breath in through your nose. Really notice the air going in. And breathe out slowly. And let's do one last breath. Hold your breath at the top. Once you've held your breath, just really notice what you can see. Connect to the feeling of your body. So take a breath in through your nose. Hold your breath. And breathe out slowly. One area that I think breathing is so important is when you're in the water and it's not going very well. Um, because how many surfs is that going to happen? I mean, you could almost say like every surfer of all time, maybe two out of three surfs, there's going to be tricky periods in the surf. Whether it's getting out the back, it's people, it's how you're feeling that day, it's your time window, it's how your joints are feeling, your muscles, you, you know, your, just everything, your board, how you're feeling about the board, the waves, the wind, I don't know. It goes on and on and on. The, the, the things that are going to take you potentially away from the calmness and presence of the wave will come, I know I'm gonna, it's going to be great, just relax, find your space, get your rhythm, da-da-da, okay. Or accepting to get out. That, that's the other one. <laughs> Sometimes just get out. Um, and uh, it's breathing. It's always going to be breathing. The, the quality of your breathing is the quality of your surfing. Um, if you are all het up and getting annoyed and getting frustrated and getting anxious and getting stressed, your breathing's gone. There's no doubt about it. It's very, very, very difficult to breathe well and breathe mindfully and be feeling out of your center at the same time. It's just, it's just not that possible. Even if you're having still, you know, loads of feelings of frustration, loads of thoughts and, and whatever, which is normal. Good God. You're not going to eliminate those by just breathing better. But you are at least now present. And that does change things. You notice it. You notice it. Suddenly a wave will come. But this, That's how it works. Whether you, you hit the net, you, you only know it when you notice it anyway. So that's the thing, right? So with breathing, for me particularly as well, is if I'm unaware and I don't notice it, then I'm wondering why, or the thoughts are crazy and, you know, whether it's life and surf. Whereas if you do notice it and you begin to sort of put that practice in to your breath, then you bring your awareness all the way back to yourself and that brings you back into the here and now and the present. And, you know, the more, the closer you get to that, pinnacle of being when you're in surfing and just in the present and enjoying everything for what it is then it makes it much much easier but you don't really realize until uh sometimes it's too late that your breath is you know in that state that's hyper or panicky or uh is kind of a, a response to the 
external stresses that are the bits that are worrying you in in, in the water. Uh, and it kind of comes all the way back to that idea that, you know, you, you, you can sort of reset yourself by doing that. But it's it. I've reflected on this before, where you know what 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 triggers you in the surf, it can be the things that you encounter as part of your progression. Whereas the the like, the surf schools, if you like, we've talked about being surf school happy. Uh, they're not encountering the same kind of. Um, they're just in the moment. They're in the joy moment. Um, so all the breathing does is bring you back to that sort of centered moment. But I think you, you're right. Well, it's kind of, it works on both levels, life and surf, right? If your breathing's out of whack because you don't notice it and that's, it's an unawareness, then the thing you're doing is out of whack, mm -hmm. life, surfing, play, whatever it is. So it's a huge bit. It's a huge work on. I've had to do it for years and you still do. It's never done, is it? Oh, good God. I find it. So I'm driving along in life, kids, shops, you know, getting to the beach, getting back, this, that, seeing a friend. I mean, just the amount of time I spend just doing little drives here and there, sometimes longer ones. And I choose driving as a good example because we are just sat. So there is absolutely no excuse. And I now have this thing where as soon as I get in a car, um, I'm trying to create it to such a degree where I'm, I'm doing it without even realizing is I do omming on, on any drive. Like the music's playing for an hour and I've just ommed the entire way. The quality of what that's creating for my body on that drive is kind of fascinating. You think, God, how many hours and therefore weeks and therefore months and years am I going to be spent just sat in a car? And the whole time I could have been omming. I'm not saying omming like shut your eyes. <laughs> not disclaimer. Disclaimer. Not while you're driving. By the way, but it's just breathe in and then just that sound and, and, and it triggers the vagus nerve. It helps you produce more serotonin. You are massively lengthening the exhale um, portion of your breathing, which as Andrew Huberman would, would talk about a lot, um, has, has a, an amazing uh, ability to reduce stress hormones and increase and upregulate more neuroreceptors into your brain and help you feel sharper and more relaxed and millions of different things and the whole time you were doing it without having to be in the the yoga studio or on the meditation mat it's just integration is is huge it, you can integrate oh, habits great i love that it's integrating habits because we talked yeah, at the beginning about massive. habits right and yep. anytime you can provide an excuse for yourself i do i've done this loads in my life where oh, i can't do that today because i have to be at that place to do that thing when it comes to like breathing and meditation and, uh, and, and whatever habit you're trying to get into, actually. Often, everybody's got the time to do them. It's just whether you allocate that time uh, rather than provide an excuse. So many times, you know, when you're busy with work, I'm too busy to do that. Really? A lot of people would spend 20 minutes at least. Mm -hmm. if, they only, if we all only spend 20 minutes at least on our phones, we'd be happier. But mm -hmm. we spend 20 minutes scrolling and doom scrolling and comparing and watching. Mm -hmm. and, and if you just took the time, Mm -hmm. especially in those moments when you've got the downtime. So you're driving along. Totally agree. Um, you, do, you do the thing. Do the thing. A, a really interesting example of this is mobility. Yeah. Oh, I haven't really got time. It takes so long. Right, well, okay. I was in Vodafone uh, about a week ago, which was a bit of a joke, by the way, which I could tell, but I'll just keep it brief because it's about stretching. And I um, was trying, and that's the big word here, to get a new phone taking ages and eventually I just said to the guy I said 
how long do you think it's going to take? And he said, oh, 10, 20. I went, oh, really? More than 20? And I just, as he said it, I just went, I'm just going to squat. Do you mind? He's like, uh, okay. So there's a chair being provided, which is making my back obviously worse, making my surfing worse, making my drive on the way home even more stiff. Everything, dot, 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 include what you will. And I just, I just squatted. I did my deep squat, which Liam and I have done on the, on the Instagram. Uh, and we highly recommend it for surf performance. In, you know, aids compression, extension. It helps build glutes. It's, it mobilizes your ankles. It sorts out your spine. It mobilizes hips. I mean, Jesus, the deep squat is the sort of most natural thing we can do. And I was just there squatting uh, with the shop full of customers sort of walking by looking, what the hell is this? And, and no one actually gives a shit. That's that's the reality. But that's an interesting example there of, of integration. It's like I did sort of 12 minutes or whatever in the end. It was quite tough. But then I stood up, still didn't get the phone thing finished. So we left with it sort of half done. But it, I, I then left that shop having done a ton of yoga. Like, don't wait to work out. Don't wait to eat well. Don't wait to breathe. Like, just make your day your quest. Yeah, and work every like you day. Say, integrate it. So many opportunities. It's, it's actually mental how many opportunities there are for a quick 15 press-ups. But it's just... Going back to, the, I mean? going back to the building theme. Mm. When I was a b proper builder. When I was builder. But I did work on sites as a, as a sort of labourer, uh, as an itinerant labourer, and I, and I, and, and I did a, a, a similar couple of jobs in Aussie when I was there. And, um, and one of the reasons I got so fit, obviously it's hard physical labour as well, right? which I loved. I mean, it's, it's one of the most mindful periods of my life in, in many respects. And, 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 um, but there was always scaffold bars around. So you could just do, get great chin-ups and pull-ups and different variations of them. Um, and you'd be walking around a site and pass it by and think, oh, I'll just do a few there and a few here. And, and then you're lifting stuff and you get into crazy shape. And that's now kind of this idea of exercise snacking where you, I, you go, say, if, if there's things there, if you make it easy for yourself as well, you put up some kettlebells or you put a dip bar or you put a chin-up bar in, in and around the place where you hang out, you're going to do them. And so you, you, you're removing all those sort of bits of resistance uh, and adding real resistance training, if you like, in this instance. And every time you walk past, you think, oh, I just do five. I do five. And it compounds, doesn't it, over time? Mm. It kind of exercises. Exercise snacks. So instead of opening the fridge and having a little bit of your guilty secret, you make your guilty uh, see guilty pleasure rather. You go and do some dips or some chin ups every five minutes <laughs> within reason. Uh, and it's and then you can you might have done half an hour in a day. So true. Uh, without realizing as well. So true. It's all there. It's really cool. We we present ourselves. I'm and I am the big worst culprit of this. At so many we present obstacles talking about That's the obstacles that are put in your path. Many of the obstacles that are in our our paths are our own of our own making or 100%. rather we create these uh, imaginary obstacles as well that don't actually exist. True. True that Mr. Morgan. Uh signal number 3 mind body stoke link things Lim and I've been working on the mind and body to raise the stoke. Um I coach clients on mind and body uh, to help them, help them feel calmer and fitter uh, and stronger and healthier and all these good things. And in my experience, um, there's still nothing, uh, this is my body, own body included, there's still nothing that's ever going to make us feel quite as good as being in our best shape. Um, 
getting on a surfboard, you, you know, you've got you at 15% body fat, you've got you at 10% body fat. You, it's just the performance and joy factor of being at 10 is just mind-blowing compared to 15. When you get a bit tubby, surfing's brutal, man. It's a tough sport. It's regarded uh, by John John Florence as the hardest sport in the world, he thinks. Of course, he's slightly biased. And he does make it look really fucking easy as well. Got loads of like MMA fighters going, what? Yeah, I know. I know. But I'd like to see them get wiped out. Uh, well, me too. Um, and and that was actually an article that, that's, it was a great article by Stab. It was with Sean White, the snowboarder. And he, Sean White did say, oh, yeah, it's so hard to progress in surfing because you can't, you've not just got the half pipe or the mountain just there over and over and it's snowboarding. Okay, well, if you can stay injury free, you're going to get better. <laughs> you're going to get better. So how about in surfing, you do everything you can to just trickle it along even by half a percent. And I, and I noticed it over Christmas. So I, as we all do at Christmas, getting stuck into the calories and I had a surf on Boxing Day and Christmas Day, day after, and it just gradually got worse. The performance got worse. Next day, got a bit worse. Next day, a bit worse. God, I felt like such a kook by the 27th. And I just drew the line. On the drive home, I was like, fuck this. No more goat's cheese. No more sitting there. It's good for you. Well, I know. It, well, it, well <laughs> it is when you have just a little bit of sitting there eating slabs of goat's cheese with dates. You know, like 10 dates. 10 giant medjool dates with a slab of goat's cheese. And then dark chocolate, and then, I mean, they're just going on and on. Oh, I don't yeah. need extra, those extra two thousand calories, but it's this thing where it's it's like a two thousand calories more there, thousand calories more there, two thousand, and it's like you sort of get to like the fourth day of doing it, it's like eight thousand excess calories. I don't even know what I've put on, putting of what I put on by then in terms of body fat. It's not much, but it's actually what it does to the mind. My mind having to digest all this extra food just felt because my guts are uh, feeling it as well. Got off it. Served on the 29th, a couple of days after, and it was like someone had taken a gorilla off my back. Good God, surfing with a bit of tub is, is heavy going. Yeah. And you don't feel as springy and as powerful and as, as, as athletic. It's, it's a really interesting thing. So again, talking about ambitions this year, I think if, if you're sort of breaking it down, it's like, right, well, what do I value? For me, this is, we talked about this millions of times and we're never, ever, we've ne we haven't never, ever said that you should, bleh, right? This show is here for you to, to, to think about yourself. What do you value? That's the big thing. Um, I value that feeling on a board more than the extra dark chocolate, the extra toast, the extra bowls of cereal that we all can start to have in the evening. You got that little sweet too, especially in January, it's dark, it's cold. And uh, and actually, it ends up not serving what you are sometimes, only sometimes, deep down after. Um, and that's a tricky one. We, 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 none of us are here to say that we know for sure what we do want in life, but we get clues. And you'll get clues when you are sometimes on your board, sometimes in the bedroom, sometimes in the boardroom. Hey, hey there you go. There's an alliteration. BBB, um, and the, and and just it's just about tuning into the clues. If you if you have a little hint, a background, a quiet voice somewhere inside that's saying, "Kind mm, of no, I need to really shift this and change this," then act on it. 
goodness me, you're going to feel so happy once you did. You'll look back and go, God, why did I, I wait this long? I know. Why did I wait this long? Well, I think waiting surfing, I mean, I've been it's there. so funny. Up, down, fit, fat, fit. I'm like the Robbie Williams of surfing. Oh, oh well, maybe not. I'm, I'd, Think of another word. So we got we got fit fat, which is black and white. What's the in between? What's the what, let's do alliteration? Well, I I think it's just you're right. There's there's some there's a spongy area area yeah. in the middle, isn't there? And uh, fit fat or spongy, but nothing feels as good. And it's relative. I always say this to people. And like, however you feel, if you feel great on whatever, do do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't. This is not like you say. Should should, no. but um, personally, it nothing feels as good as the as the fittest you felt in a, in a way. So whatever that relative scale is, um, if you've been really, and I have like heavier and surfing, it's hard because it's not forgiving. John, John's right. You know, it's, you can't hide your fitness in surfing, well, especially when it's onshore and you've got to paddle out somewhere. There's just no, you can't pretend, you know, and, and you, you can sort of, in sometimes in other sports, you can to an extent, just uh, pretend you can do it and, wing it a bit when surfing you're in the water you've got to get out and you've got to get on a wave and you've got to get back in and so it doesn't it's no respecter of your feelings around your fitness it's just gonna it's just gonna get handed your ass of how fit you are and, <laughs> yeah. and um and i've done i've been that person and i still am you know because yeah. you, you, you know you're never at your fittest you could be often and um, there's always gain room for gain but um i'm the same you kind of when you when you don't feel optimal you, you don't surf as well. And, and the, the stronger and fitter your body becomes uh, relative to your age as well, the, be the better the surf feeling because mm. you can do more and you can be in longer and you can mm. get more waves. And that's what it's all about. So true. Um, it's a great bit of content that we could do one day around sort of like a video segment on such and such, you know, said Dave, Let's call him mine. Let's yeah. whip in mine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get him the in. The Aussie. He, he, he might be tuning in later on. Um, is him at 90, him at 88, him at 86, you know, and just watch the turns, watch the takeoffs, watch the, watch, watch the performance. And, 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 and never at the loss of muscle. Like if you start to trim down, uh, especially around this time of year, it's very cliche, but most people do start to think about what they're putting in their bodies in January because of the excesses of December. But, it's the same where you obviously you don't go the other way True. where you start getting weaker and losing muscle because you are dieting there. This is never, ever dieting. It's about pulling on a couple of prongs. It's it's either pulling on the carbohydrate prong or the time restricted or the, or, or, or the sorry, what, it, what, should, what I should say is the um, the fasting window, right? Yeah. And the, and the time restricted feeding is what I'm saying. So you either pulling at one of those two prongs or ideally both. So we're fasting till midday, one o'clock, two o'clock, maybe, and getting all the good benefits that come, from, come from fasting, eating a low-carb lunch, and then dinner, based on how busy you've been in that day, how, much, how many hours of surfing you've done, how much of an intense workout you've done, walk, steps, dot, 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 insert what you will. We, we consume the carbs that we feel like we need in that evening meal. I would say that's a, as a plan. Yeah. That's kind of where I try and take most of my clients. It's, yeah. like a, it's, a, it's a, a little bit of fat in your coffee in the morning, Fast or lunch, low carb lunch, little bit of carbs at dinner. But if we go toast at breakfast, sandwich at lunch, packet of crisps, a few afternoon cookies, um, pasta at night, so on. So yeah. 
Well, this is There's it. No way you're going to be in the shape. No, that you want to be in. But we we know first show. Depending back on your metabolism, obviously. First show back of the year. Most of us have had a little bit of an excess of something. You know, Christmas mm-hmm. because life's for you know you got to let it out. I definitely did less than I've done in previous Christmases, but I feel the, I feel the 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 extra pounds. What what was interesting was there was an there was a little bit because you know you 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 you're really disciplined off, often. I'm kind of getting there at times, but. What I found was really interesting that di- as I dialed up some of my calories at the beginning, this didn't last forever. I got a, a little increase in strength, and um, what I felt was must I felt really strong on a lot of things, and it's because I'd started eating at extra calories than I'd pr- previously been on. But the problem is, I was like, "Yes, this is good," and now <laughs> I've just gone over the edge a little bit, and I'm I'm in that zone of just working back through my discipline of diet and and not boozing actually since January not not to yeah. kind of go dry this dry that and put that expectation on of I'm not drinking but you know I've really dialed down that kind of consumption of uh, alcoholic alcohol calories since the beginning of the year which I'm now starting to feel from a sleep sleep perspective better I hate to admit it but yeah I feel that my circadian rhythms much kind of happier yeah. with without having all, all that booze inside my system yeah, boo- booze is such a tricky one because it's it's so much fun. But yeah, it does slow us down a little bit. Um, and geez, it's it's you know twenty twenty four. It's January. It's about kind of having having moments with yourself where you you assess what you value, essentially, um, in life, and then and then aiming at having more of that hopefully in your life, and 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 it's, and then relating it back to the very beginning of what we spoke about. How do you want to feel when you are getting to do what you value? How do you want to feel when you're sat on the sofa watching TV, having just eaten a meal that you know is is going to take you further to what you want? You know, it's that feeling of accomplishment, satisfaction. You get a really lovely sense of achievement out of actually, you know, doing something that you know you need to do, that you haven't done, that you've been putting off. It's such a great feeling when you stop procrastinating and you just get on with stuff. So let's make it happen, guys. Um, Surf media. Well, I was just segment I, number four. I was looking up at the beginning. One of my uh, the habits I'm going to try and get into is to uh, read more. You know, yeah, yeah. not just surf stuff. Yeah, I've read a, a few. So because there is something calming of the mind of sitting down. That sort of long media, right? We t- said it before it's, it's so quick when you go through uh, digital stuff that you, your attention span starts to break. So I'm trying to improve my attention span again and read long form content. Uh, uh, you know, and my 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 sort of I read all sorts of books you know from 19 I'm, I'm into Orwell again that's quite interesting all of his books really but um, my surf media is I'm reading a book called uh, Stealing the Wave by Andy Martin about mm-hmm. the battle in the 80s uh, at, at, um, in Hawaii between um, Ken Bradshaw and Mark Fu mm-hmm. and how brutal that can be and how kind of competitive and aggressive surfing can be and it's um, it's a really well written book so that's the other thing I've picked up a few books that I kind of, I don't want to invest my time in. You read a few pages, and you're like, no, nah, I'm giving that up. That's boring. But this one's really, it's got me so far. It's really interesting, and it paints a really interesting picture. So it's it's surf media, but in back to long form. I'm going to read mm. more books this year. Really interesting. Um, my surf media is 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 very uh, standard. Is what it is. It's Ben Gravy, except the insight I want to draw upon. So a lot of his recent vlogs. He's been hanging out with Zeke. What's his surname? 
I want to say Zeke Lau, but that's no, no that's Ezekiel Lau. No, he's on the tour. He's a pro surfer. He's a big disguise pro surfer dude, like a sort of Sonny Garcia. This is, uh, what's his surname? He's got his own YouTube channel. He's just channel known as, well. as Zeke. What the hell's his surname? It doesn't matter. It doesn't we'll matter. Fun. We'll look it up. Zeke Z E K E is how he sort of says his first name. And he's been hanging out loads with Ben Gravy. He's a really, really um, energizing kind of guy. I, I, it's amazing how perceptions work because I'd, I'd seen a little bit of his uh, Instagram and YouTube clips and so on and so forth sometimes and, and found them kind of, yeah, okay, pretty cool. Nothing, nothing that insightful or, or interesting or funny. But actually, when you see him win with Ben Gravy, they've got a really nice dovetail, the two of them. There's a real good banter. It's critical. Zeke Zlecky. Z Zekli? I can't say his surname there. Zekeli. Jacob Zekeli, known as oh, Zeke. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's his first name, Jacob. That's yeah. right. There you go. Um, and it's really worth watching. I just, I just really enjoy how the two of them have got a really good banter. And what's really nice about Zeke is actually he's he's just as quick as someone like Ben Gravy to celebrate someone else's success. Ben Gravy just had a really good wave. Brilliant barrel in a crowded lineup in Hawaii, which is which is tough to do, to, tough to snag, you know, the wave of the day in Hawaii. And Ben and Ben Gravy did did snag it because obviously he's a quality surfer. And he sat back in the bowl and he stomped on his tail pad and stalled and got this really, really sick double up. Um and they had video footage of it. And Zeke's just like frothing on the fact that Ben had that wave and that then relates to a quote that we've mentioned so many times which is a problem shared is a problem halved and a joy shared is a joy doubled if 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 Zeke was on his own in that moment it'd be fun he would have surfed but because he's been Ben Gravy he's hanging out he's obviously developing a friendship there totally do. it's twice as fun he's I, literally twice as fun and that's the theme of the, the whole this year for us isn't it you know mm. as it always has been um, surf with great people yeah. have a good time yeah in, commit to doesn't, enjoying life really as it, best you can it doesn't have to be the highest quality wave if you're with just a friend and you're surfing poof, I mean you know where is paradise at that point if you're on a little two foot mush burger but it's just with a mate or two and you know them really well and you're having a good time like that that it doesn't you, get better than that you're then surfing the best waves in yeah, the world that's right you know where's the best wave in the world it's the place that you and yeah. good buddies are having the best time exactly what it is um, obviously we, we all were pumping waves as well with our friends, you know, but that's, that's another thing, but, um, it's just worth checking out. It's a really interesting dynamic that, that Zeke and Ben have got going on there that actually I think has really enhanced Ben Gravy's content. Like it's made it much fresher. And if you look at it compared to the stuff he does with Jamie, I find when Ben's with Jamie, understandably, I think what, what Ben is doing is sort of putting Jamie on a bit of a pedestal Yeah, and it just doesn't seem quite right in the right it's not the vibe's not quite there but when he's hanging out with people who are much more like him yeah much more kind of happy-go-lucky it's kind of it's like wow it's really it's fun to watch you find your tribe there you go and then you lift your vibe there you go oh good hey. hey find your tribe lift your vibe let's finish on that well listen nice to have the tribe back there you go and uh here's to tw on. here's to good vibes in 2024 stuff guys see great, you soon great great to see you cheers bye